Welcome into Straight Up Sports. I am Devin Albertson. Time to do the post-game show, uh, post-week, I guess, for the first round of the playoffs. <clears throat> a lot happened here on this first weekend. Um, pretty uneventful night, I would say, overall. Uh, don't think any of the teams this weekend have a real chance of winning a state title. It's kind of one of those things for week one uh, where these teams could maybe go deep in the playoffs, but I don't think any of these teams that played who played close games, I guess. I shouldn't say who did play this weekend because Mountain City, North Andrew, um, North Shelby all played. So those three teams could, but they all won fairly easily. Um, the teams that won close games or were competitive games, those teams most likely are not going to win their districts probably even. So we'll see what happens here. Uh, District 1, uh, Drexel won a forfeit against Chillahowie. They'll play Liberal, who beat Northwest Hughesville, 84-28. to The other side of the bracket, Appleton City got a bye. Rich Hill upset Osceola, 30-28. to uh, The five seeds went 3-1 and one in the district play in the first round. Uh, the only four seed to win was South Holt. Now we hold, I'll get to that game in just a little bit. But Rich Hill, the five seed, pulling off the upset over Osceola, in quotes, um, there. So good for Rich Hill to get that win and move on to the second round of the playoffs. District number two, Livingston and Oric both got buys. Uh, North Shelby demolished Bramer, 76-7. to um, No real surprise there. North Shelby gets healthy. They play at Oric next week in rematch of last week's game where Oric won 38-30. Very interesting, these two teams playing uh, back-to-back games for Oric and then pretty much back-to-back for North Shelby. I mean, Bramer game doesn't really count as a game. That's kind of a joke there. I just had to get it done. And then in triple overtime, Stewartsville beat North Norburn Harden Central 32-26. to um, Good for Stewartsville. That's their third win of the year. Uh, Norburn Harden Central, they were 4-5 and five coming into this game, but that record is kind of inflated. I mean, they beat Bramer, Chillahowie, Northwest Hughesville, and Casey East Christian, four of the worst teams in the state. They were competitive in some of their other games, barely losing to Osceola, playing with Drexel for a long time, playing with Appleton City. And you kind of saw that maybe they were – Progressing as the year goes on, they're just not a very good team. Uh, Stewartsville, they're not a great team, but they got to win. Uh, Stewartsville, they'll play Livingston next week and get absolutely smashed. So it is what it is there <clears throat> for Livingston. They should be able to play Stewartsville again. I don't even remember the score the first time those two teams played. Uh, let me look it up real quick here. It was 48 nothing at halftime. So that was back in week five. Should see more of the same here in the second round of the playoffs next week. <clears throat> District number three, uh, probably the most action. Uh, Worth County defeating Northwest Nottoway, 46 to nothing at halftime. No big surprise there. Worth County will take on Albany, who beat Platte Valley, 78 to 32. Good win for Albany. <clears throat> uh, back to they won. They beat Platte Valley twice this year. I think it was 72 42, and then this one was 78 32. Um, so yeah, good there. Uh, one thing I will say about Platte Valley. Uh, my buddy Anthony Crane there for the Daily Forum. He went to that game, and <clears throat> we kind of agreed there. You just got to appreciate Dalton Luke there for Platte Valley, how hard that kid runs and how much he cares about the game. They haven't been very good there at Platte Valley. I mean, his four years there, uh, if I look at this thing, Platte Valley, his four years, 1-9, 0-10, 2-8 again this year. Um, so not a whole lot of wins there, only five wins in his career, but he is a good player. He, he just is. I mean, you watch him play. He is the reason they even get first downs half the time. He is a very fun player to watch and I kind of feel bad for him, but he put it all out there in the line from what I've heard over there at Albany. So there is one play that I know Anthony 
um, put on there and said that uh, he had took eight defenders to bring him down. He still capped off that drive with a touchdown. So that kid is a tough, tough hombre. Um, so good for him. We'll see what happens with him in the future. But <clears throat> Platte Valley put up a fight. Albany just too deep there. I'm kind of interested to see what the stats are for that game. And the last game there is Stanberry beating King City after losing to him earlier this year, I believe in week three. Um, yeah, lost to him in King City week three, 36-18. They were able to hold King City's offense down to 22 points. Stanberry gets a 26. 26-22 win. They got an interception in the last minute of the game to seal that one. So Stanberry, that young team, was able to get a big win there over King City and get their 99th win of the decade. It's very impressive there for Stanberry. 3-7 and seven this year, but they've been, had really good first nine years of the decade. So very impressive there for the Bulldogs get that win over King City. They'll take on Pattonsburg next week. And they gave Pattonsburg a game. I think that was week five. Um, yeah, the final score was 58-6, to six, but it was like 22-6 at halftime. Like, it was a good game for a half. So we'll see if Stanbury has anything for them next week. That could be interesting to kind of see how that's uh goes down. And then district number four, the last district here, East Addison got a bye. Uh, North Andrew defeated LeBlond 80-24. to This game was never really in doubt. Uh, good win there for North Andrew. <clears throat> and then Mountain City defeats Rockport 52-6. to It was, what, 48 nothing last week, so more of the same in that one. Mountain City rolls easily. Uh, just too much there for Rockport to contend with. Mountain City plays some actual defense, so they can actually keep teams down and they can average just 50 points, and they get wins because it's just the way it works. And then the game that I was at, <clears throat> probably the most exciting game of the day because the teams average combined for a, just a crap ton of points. I mean, they just – those two teams just kept scoring. They combined for 138 points, which is still quite a bit. Um, it was 12-8 to 8 after the end of the first quarter. South Holt and Holt was up. And I'm like, okay, we're going to get to the 50s probably here. I'm like, no big deal. Like, okay – that's fun. Like this would be a fun game to call. And then they had forty points in the second quarter to South Holt, not away Holt. They ended up getting to ninety six points in the game, ninety six to forty two win for the Spartans. Um they actually were stopped at the one yard line from going into the end zone there at the end of the game. When the clock was pretty much winding down and Coach Peterson called off the dogs there with the J V offense and just let the clock run to close out the game. They could have ran another play and tried to get to a hundred. I might have actually tried to do that because DeCab didn't just go home after 45 points. I'm sorry, you have the option at 45 points if you're down 90 to 42 to just go home. At that point, go home and don't risk even put 100 points up on you. Just go home. He didn't do it. Spartan scored the next drive. Got another stop. I would have tried to score again just to put up 100 points on the proof of point. Like, hey, you should have went home 12 points ago. So, But they, Coach Peterson, a better person than I. So... Good win there for the Spartans. Drew Quinlan had uh, six touchdowns, four rushing, two passing. Uh, Houston Coleman had three rushing touchdowns. Shoots had a couple rushing and one receiving, I believe. Um, a little guard eligible for a touchdown as well to the left guard, Brody Scroggins. Um, so a fun game there for the Spartans. Didn't get a whole lot of stops. There wasn't a whole lot of defense played in this game. But the Spartans scored 96 points. That is the most in eight-man this year. So we've looked by weeks. In week one, Worth County scored 80 on South Holt. Not away Holt. Um, I believe that was the most in week one. Yeah, it was. Week two, the most that week was 94 by Pattonsburg, which was the most for most of the year. Um, week three, the most points scored 
Seeing 74, 75 by LeBlanc in week number three. Uh, week four, the most points scored 82. Is what I'm seeing here from Worth County against Albany. They'll play again this week of next week, of course. 82-42 win over Albany. So you had 82 points scored by Worth County in week four. Week five, most points scored. I'm seeing 70. I see 70 points by Albany over Platte Valley, and then Appleton City over Chillahowie. So 70 was the most in week five. Um, week six, if we go there real quick, 86 by Albany. Um, 90 by Appleton City, 82 by Pattonsburg. A lot of points were scored in Week 6. Holy cow. That was the week that East Ashton beat Mount C, 58-50. to It's still a lot of points there combined in that game. Um, but three teams scored in the 80s, one team in the 90s in Week 6. Uh, week 7, 82 for Pattonsburg, 84 for Appleton City. Lots of points from those two teams um, here re recently. Uh, week 8, that was, of course, a 92-88 to game. North Shelby over Pattonsburg. North Andrew also put up 86 points. East Ashton put up 80 points. So four different teams scored 80 points that week um, and two against each other. So a lot of points were scored in week eight, so 92. And then last week, Pattonsburg scored 90 again over Albany, a 90-64 to win. Um, so I believe that's four times this year someone scored 90 points. It's what I want to say. One... This is going to sound really bad over this, but it's fine. Two. Yeah, I think it's three, four times or so that 90 points were scored in a football game this year. And then South Holt Nolly Holt scores 96. Of course, the record is still 106 that the Spartans scored back in, I believe it was 2016 against Northwest Nottoway, which is still the state record. So Spartans almost had 200-point games in their history now. Uh, this didn't quite get into the end zone. They were stopped at the one-yard line, pretty much. Uh, the freshman running back, Clay Hansen, couldn't quite get into the end zone. <clears throat> Would have given him over 100 points for the second time in the last four seasons. So, quite impressive there. A lot of points uh, scored in that game. Back and forth. It's pretty tiring getting the call, actually, because there's so many touchdowns. Uh, McElfresh, first time getting to see him live. Um, actually, that culinary game, I saw him at the Jamboree uh, back in Pattonsburg back in August. Um, he looked good there. It's kind of hard to tell. From where I was at, like who was actually who in that stuff. But watching McElfresh play, he's a very good running back. Um, actually, in the 275, they released the all conference stuff, and he was in the second team all conference. I might have actually put him first team. Um, let me remember who was. I might have put him over Joey Heron for first team. It would have been close. TJ Hopkins, I think, deserved first team. Running back, I might have slotted McElfresh's first team. Um, him and Dalton Luke both got second team. Uh, both very impressive there for the 275. The only guy that I else would have considered for running back would have been Bywater from East Atchison. Um, I like what they did with the quarterbacks. Um, Papa and Quinlan both getting second team at all-purpose back and quarterback, respectively. And then first team quarterback was Jake McEnany, and all-purpose back was Mac Anderson. It kind of made sense. Those four guys are all really close when it comes to how you evaluate them. And they kind of went, well, you know what? McEnany, their team went undefeated. They won the conference. He's a big reason why. He has some great numbers this year. He played amazing. He'll be first team quarterback. Mac Anderson. He put up eye-popping numbers, plus they went 8-1. and one. That's why he got all-purpose back, second team. And then Papa, 
all-purpose back, and then Quinlan, quarterback. You could have flopped Quinlan and Papa. I would have had zero qualms about it. They're both pretty similar in that respect for either quarterback or all-purpose back at this point. Um, with the way the South Holtz is running their offense now with a lot of running game, they ran for 470 yards tonight unofficially due to my stats. So they ran for a lot of yards today versus DeCab. Very impressive there. They ran the triple option very well. His decision-making was really, really good. So that's what I have for you guys there. And, of course, most of the guys who are on the top all-conference team are going to be from the top four teams in this conference who all had winning records with East Atchison, Livingston, Mount City, South Holt, Norway Holt, um, going 8-0, 7-1, 6-2, 5-3. Just kind of down the board there. Um, so good for them. Um only unanimous selections. You had Chase Neptune at end for um, Salas Livingston. Mac Anderson at all-purpose back was unanimous. Um, Blake Hayes, defensive line for Mount City, was unanimous. And then Dylan George at returner was unanimous. I do not disagree with any of those. They have all been very good this year. Um, definitely deserve that unanimous selection. So just something to think about there with all those guys. Um, yeah, so that's all I really got to say about the 275. They were just so good at quarterback this year. There was four guys who were all really good, and that doesn't even include um, some of the guys who I think played okay, just were on not very good teams, like Oberhauser from Northwest Nottoway. He played okay. He's just on a bad team. Um, even Ashpaw, I think he played okay for DeKalb this year. They just weren't good enough. It was mainly Darren McElfresh show with them. Uh, I don't know anything about Stewartsville this year. I know they got a win tonight, but they don't really have a quarterback over there. Except that rush kid, I think, is playing more receiver slash running back. Um, and I guess O'Connor is okay, but he's he just wasn't going to break into the top four guys they have in the conference there. So very impressive. Um, there for the 275, and the 275 did okay this week. I mean, if you look at it, Platte Valley losing to Albany. No shame in that. Northwest Valley losing to Worth County. We all kind of saw that happening, but you saw Mount City get a win against... You saw Mount City and South Lake Nolly Holt. They moved on, but they were both against conference team opponents. So the one big one there was, of course, Stewartsville beating Norburn Harden Central and seeing a 275 conference team into the second round. Uh, we will have at least two 275 conference teams in the final eight because you have South Holt Nolly Holt at East Atchison, and you have... Stewartsville at Southwest Livingston, so at least two of those teams will make it on. Um, the GRC will have at least two teams make it on New District Number Three because you have Worth County Albany and Stanbury Pattonsburg, so that will be an all GRC final there. Um, and of course, District Number Four is either going to be Mount Cedar or North Andrew moving on, so that will be to decide who has three and who has two um, teams in the final eight. Uh, North Shelby and Oric, there'll be one CRC team, and then there'll be two, um, yeah, there'll be two of the Wemo conference teams in the Final Four as well. So, a little more spread out than it has been in the past. I mean, in the past, we've had Final Eight, five of the teams be GRC teams. You won't have that this year. The 275 is much better than it has been in the past. And they're putting a lot of the same conference teams in the same districts now, uh, due to geographical reasons. So, it kind of limits how many of the GRC or 275 conference teams can move on because, as I've said, the District 4 is pretty loaded there with Mound City, East Atchison, North Andrew, and South Holt Nolly Holt all in the same district. That is a very brutal district to be in. So just the way it is right now, 
Um, yeah, that's all we got. Not a whole lot else I want to talk about. Um, I kind of talked a lot about it in the pregame show, so if you want to look at that real quick and see my thoughts on the playoffs and stuff. Uh, round two, I'll get I'll go more in depth with this, but just kind of down the line, we'll go one, four, two, and three. Just so you have the semifinals kind of all set up. You'll have Rich Hill at number six, Appleton City. Liberal at number ten, Drexel. South Holt, Nottoway Holt at number one, East Atchison. Number three, Mound City at number five, North Andrew. Stewartsville at number four, Southwest Livingston. Number seven, North Shelby at number eight, Oric. Stanbury at number two, Pattonsburg. And in Albany at number nine, Worth County. So all ten ranked teams will be in action for the final time um, this week, this next coming week. And um, eight of those teams will be at home. So Mound City and North Shelby, the only two teams that are ranked that are on the road this week, and you know what? I kind of like both of them, but we'll kind of have to see there. I'm I'm calling Mount City North Andrews. I'm not going to call it make a pick in that game, but it would not surprise me if Mount City won that game and made a state run. It wouldn't surprise me if North Andrews won that game and made a state run. They're both really, really good football teams, both top five for a reason, and we'll kind of see how that all works out. Um, but I do like North Shelby to get some revenge there and beat Oric in a rematch, but that should be a lot of fun to see how that game kind of pairs out. Other than that, the road teams are going to struggle a bit next week, I believe. Um, a sneaky pick that I like here is Rich Hill over Appleton City. I sneaky like that pick. Um, I do believe Drexel will beat Liberal. Um, and then I also... So I think Drexel beats Liberal. And then East Ashton, they should beat South Holt. Hold. As much as I like the Spartans, I like Coach Peterson over there. They just don't have the defense to beat East Ashton this year. East Ashton's going to be able to score at will. Spartans are going to score too, just not at the same pace because East Ashton plays a pretty good defense. Um, so we'll see what happens there. Livingston should roll over Stewartsville, and they'll make it to the district championship game fairly easily and await the winner of Oric North Shelby. That'll be a very fun district championship game. And then Stanbury, Pattonsburg, Albany, Worth County. I'll take both those home teams there. So I'll break those games down more next week. But it's late. I need to get some sleep because I just I need some sleep. <laughs> so it's been a long couple of days. <clears throat> um, so started with 27 teams at the start of the year. Uh, one team forfeited and then 10 other teams lost. So we are down to 16 teams here into the second round of the playoffs. We'll be down to only 8 next week. So it should be very, very interesting to see how that all breaks down. Um, and of course, after that, four, then two, and it will just be one left. So I will be at the state championship game. That is in just four weeks away. We're less than a month away from the state championship game. Should be a lot of fun down there in Columbia. I will be there. And I cannot wait for it to all go down. Um, should be making the trips through everything here to kind of see how everything goes. So. Should be a lot of fun. Cannot wait for it all to go down. Um, thank you, everyone who's reached out. Thank you for all the interaction we've had today with the Twitter account. It's been blowing up my phone. Mo 8 Man Football. I really appreciate that, guys. Thank you for everyone, um, even the schools down south, for tweeting at me specifically so I can find your tweets. I really appreciate that. So it's a lot easier for me because while I'm, I'm broadcasting while retweeting these links and these scores and stuff, so when you guys... You don't, have to add, you don't have to add Devin Albertson. Just add Mo 8 Man Football. I will see it, and then I can retweet it, and I'll say it over my broadcast and stuff like that. It makes my life so much easier, so I'm not trying to fiddle through it and trying to find it. 
especially when the Spartans of South Holt Hold want to run tempo on me, and that just kills me. <laughs> they run tempo, and I just can't keep up with them because they're just so fast. <clears throat> but it's a lot of fun. It's very effective for them. So 96 points is going to bump up their points per game average a little bit there. Won't hurt their defensive average because they're, they were giving up 39, 40 points per game anyway, so 42 points. Not going to hurt them there, but they'll jump up in the points per game after scoring 96, after averaging 45 a game before that. So that's what I have for you guys. Um, so sorry to the teams that are now out. So DeKalb, Rockport, Platte Valley, Northwest Nottoway, King City, Bramer, uh, Chillahowie, Northwest Hughesville, Norburn, Harden Central, Osceola, and LeBlond. You guys all had a good year. Have a good one. Oseal, your first year, second year in eight-man, I guess now, five and five. Um, four of the five teams who dropped down to eight-man this year are still in. LeBlond, you finished two and seven, your inaugural season. Appleton City, they're nine and zero, hosting another playoff game. Drexel, you're eight and two technically now. Liberal, seven and three. And Rich Hill, six and four. So some winning records coming out there. So you guys have a good night. I will talk to you guys again Friday.